Hi everyone! A big welcome back to my podcast.、Uh, this is、uh, a podcast about、uh, anything and everything that has to do with the、uh, teaching English in China. And I do apologize for not、uh, having updated the podcast for several months.、Uh, that was because I got really busy in the last school term and. I'm grateful for those who are still following my podcast. So,、um, again, a big welcome back to this podcast. So,、um, as most of you probably know, that this week is、um, the holiday week for Chinese people for the、uh, Chinese New Year, which of course is the biggest celebration here. So I thought、um, I'll take this opportunity to do a episode about holidays in China, and、uh, a typical work schedule that you might get、uh, if you work here. So、um, since this uh, weather, uh, you will have a relatively speaking busy or somewhat、um, flexible schedule. May impact your decision making.、Um, I thought this could be helpful also. So in this episode,、uh, I'll discuss、uh, how many public holidays does China have and when、um, they are observed, and also what's a typical work schedule is like for most English teaching jobs. So I'll break this down、um, in two big parts. One is the、uh, total number of days off that you could expect, and then、um, the、uh, specifics for、uh, working in public schools and working for private institutions. Okay, so first, in terms of the total number of days off, I can only give you a range, as this can vary a lot、uh, depending on the nature of the institution that you would be working for. So, broadly speaking, there could be sixteen to seventy days off in a year. That's right, it's sixteen to seven zero. So I'll share a little bit more as to why there is such a big difference, and this number comes from eleven public holidays, which、uh, everyone should get, plus five to sixty school breaks.、Um, I mean,、uh, school days that、uh, are considered breaks for teaching staff and students. Uh, this could also be paid personal annual leaves.、Um, at this point, please note that some schools or、uh, companies, meaning language training centers, they do not pay for winter or summer breaks, or some of them might offer half pay. So make sure you have this clearly stipulated in your contract. Now let's take a look at. The public holidays、uh, for everyone, and these should all be paid、uh, by your employer. So、um, let's go from January, and of course January first,、uh, New Year's Day. That is the first、uh, public holiday 
in the year. And then、uh, usually it's in somewhere in February. Sometimes it can be in late January, but mostly in February、uh, is when the Chinese New Year、uh, holiday falls in. So. Uh, this holiday lasts for five days, and this is obviously,、um, as I mentioned just now, is the biggest holiday celebration for Chinese. And during this week, a lot of shops、uh, and services are closed.、Um, many people travel thousands of miles to be、uh, reunited with their families. And this can be quite a sight to see at airports and train stations and some highways. I still remember once I got stuck on the highway for three hours,、uh, without being able to move at all,、um, due to the homecoming crowd being so thick on the road. So be sure to plan your travels ahead of time around this holiday week. Then nothing in、uh, March.、Uh, in April, there's a tomb sweeping day.、Uh, this is also a public holiday. This is a day when a lot of Chinese people、um, pay respect to the deceased、uh, family members.、Um, then in May,、uh, May first, there's a Labor Day. June there's Dragon Boat Festival, and September there's a Mid Autumn Festival. October, uh, National Day, uh, October first. So these are the eleven um public holidays. Of course, uh, it's because the Chinese New Year has five uh consecutive days off. So the total is eleven. The other thing to mention here is that you should try to obtain a holiday schedule at the beginning of a semester、uh, or term. This is because sometimes when a holiday falls on a weekday, like say a Tuesday or Thursday, some schools might have the that Monday, the that adjacent Monday or Friday off as well. And then use a Saturday or Sunday to make up the classes that should have been、um, held during the week, so that everyone can have a few consecutive days off as well. But、uh, quite often, what happens is that some schools do not announce the holiday schedules until shortly before. And since most school staff and students are Chinese, sometimes the admin staff may not think of notifying the non-Chinese speaking foreign staff,、uh, or they may have told the foreign affairs staff、uh, to relay this message to you, who then forget to do so. In which case, you may end up going to your classroom finding nobody there. <coughs> Next, let's talk about the breaks that you could get、uh, at most public schools. And this, I'm mainly going to discuss colleges and universities, meaning higher education institutions, because,、um, as I mentioned in some of the early episodes, many、uh, compulsory education schools. Meaning from primary school to high school, they do not employ full time 
foreign teachers. So here I'm only going to focus on colleges and universities in China. Uh, most colleges and universities have two fairly long breaks, meaning four to six weeks each for their teaching staff. Uh, winter breaks usually start from early to mid-January and ends at the end of February. Uh, summer breaks usually last from mid-June to late August. Although some local academic and administrative staff still have work to do during their breaks, foreign staff do not usually get assigned uh, with any tasks. That being said, I do suggest that you use this time to do some lesson prep for the upcoming term, because this could help, uh, help you ease your workload during the term. But this, of, uh, of course, is up to the individual's preferences in time management, etc. In terms of weekly schedules, typical weekly workload in Chinese universities and colleges are um, anywhere between 12 to 20 hours of actual classroom teaching. And this, uh, you may know, that is also called the contact hours. Some may require, require a few office hours each week, but most do not, um, as not many Chinese students seem to have any need to speak to their teachers and professors outside the class. And for this, my observation is that it has to do with the type of homework assignments that students are given in most higher education institutions in China, which uh, I'll discuss a little bit more in details in some future episodes. And the other element uh, of your workload uh, and your schedule is in terms of the lesson prep time. This really depends on how efficient you work and how much you really care, uh, frankly speaking. Because, of course, uh, uh, the more time you spend um, preparing, uh, the better your lesson would be. Um, for me, if I'm teaching a lesson for the first time, I generally spend at least the same amount of time preparing as that of the actual class duration. So a minimum uh, one hour uh, of prep for uh, a one-hour lesson. And of course, um, when the same lesson is taught for the second or third time, your lesson prep time can be significantly reduced. So that was the scenario with uh, most public institutions, meaning colleges and universities. And now let's uh, look at the private institutions. This means non-curricular uh, institutions. Uh, as I mentioned before, we usually refer to those as language training centers or companies. And of course, this uh, part also includes uh, preschools or kindergartens, as most of the uh, places are called in China. So in terms of breaks, as you can imagine, um, private organizations will not be able to afford that much time off. So breaks that you will get are much, much um, 
fewer than that uh, with public institutions. So across the board, uh, private institutions do not offer any extended breaks, meaning anything longer than a week. Most do offer some paid personal annual leaves ranging from five days to 10 days. Of course, in addition to the public uh, holidays that I mentioned just now. And in terms of weekly schedules, uh, 20 to 30 contact hours a week is very common for many private institutions. And remember, this does not include lesson prep time. So as you can see, working at these places would be much, much busier for you. But of course, your pay is also more. Whether it is in, a, in proportion with the amount of work you put in, uh, you have to do a calc careful calculation yourself before signing a contract. All right, so uh, this is the all I wanted to share in this uh, relatively speaking shorter episode uh, during this uh, Chinese New Year holiday week. And uh, hopefully this information is helpful to you in deciding whether to come to China to teach English or not. And in deciding what type of educational institution you would want to go with. So again, a huge thanks uh, to those of you who have been following my uh, podcast. And I'll try my best to put out new episodes a little bit more frequently this year. So that's my New Year's resolution. All right, so um, if you have any questions for me, you can... um, Leave me a a text or a voice message on my anchor.fm page and I'll see you again soon.